Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Welcome to the Soul H2O Radio and Podcast Show, Month of the Mother Series. I'm your host, Sherry Stahl, and I couldn't be happier you joined us for Episode 143, Clothing Your Daughter the Right Way, Part 3 in this group of shows focusing on mothering. This week features an interview with an incredible mother-daughter duo, returning guest from episode 57 and best-selling author Sheila Ray Gregoire, along with her best-selling author daughter Rebecca Lindenbach. Download one of the Soul H2O journal pages to record scriptures mentioned during this show and look up the verses later. We love to hear how it impacts your heart. You can find them on today's show notes at soulh2o.com slash 143 with scripture graphics, information about our guests, or anything else mentioned in the show. So let's dive in to today's Soul H2O devotion and get refreshed. I'm a mother who's given birth to one daughter, been blessed with a bonus daughter through my marriage to Todd, recently became a mother-in-law to my son's beautiful wife, close with my bonus son's girlfriend and honorary mom to quite a few, most notably a special girl in Ottawa. I'm also an aunt to a whole slew of girls and love each of them more than I could ever express. I want each of them to be strong, confident women who live out one of my favorite verses, Proverbs 31.5, which says, She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. Growing up women who know their value and worth needs to be a priority for moms and those who mother young girls. Teaching them to live life without fear should be our goal. I echo the words of John in 3 John 1.4 when he says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Deuteronomy 6, 6-9 and 11, 18-21 make it clear that teaching our children about God, His Word, and His ways is the paramount priority in parenting. And Titus 2 verses 4-8 directs us that the older women should train the younger women. It's our responsibility as women of faith to guide the younger generations of women, whether we've given birth to them, adopted them, or just found ourselves in relationship with them. How we teach our girls is uber important to God. I think too often the church has emphasized or overemphasized the responsibility of children to honor their parents and minimize the verses that hold parents responsible for the care and teaching they give their children. Ephesians 6, 1-4 brings a balance to the responsibility on both sides, but it doesn't stop at just the children. The next verse, Ephesians 6, 4, is repeated almost verbatim by Paul in Colossians 3, 21. It was that important. The Amplified Version says, Fathers, do not provoke or irritate or exasperate your children with demands that are trivial or unreasonable or humiliating or abusive nor by favoritism or indifference. Treat them tenderly with loving kindness so they will not lose heart and become discouraged or unmotivated with their spirits broken. 
And this verse doesn't just apply to fathers. God doesn't want us to teach our children about him, his word, his ways, or anything if it's not taught in a posture of love. A huge problem that affects our daughters acquiring a proper identity as the child of God that they are and in them knowing and wanting to follow God's divine destiny for their lives is when they receive wrong teaching and especially wrong teaching within the home and church. In Luke 17 verses 1 to 3, Matthew 18, 6, and Mark 9, 42, Jesus teaches that it would be better to drown to death than to lead young people away from God. Luke 17, 1 to 3 explains that Jesus said to his disciples, things that cause people to stumble are bound to come, but woe to anyone through whom they come. It would be easier for them to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around their neck than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. So watch yourselves. Jesus is warning us that what we teach to those younger than us, younger in age and younger in spiritual maturity, what we teach needs to be fully in line with the heart and teachings of Christ. Jesus is making it clear that we're going to be held accountable for what we teach them and what we allow others to teach them. We're all going to do things wrong in raising our girls, and we should apologize when we do. But God sets the bar high for how he expects us to treat them. We know the younger generation was of utmost importance to Jesus because in Matthew 19, 14, Jesus said, let the children come to me. Don't stop them for the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. Jesus doesn't say force the children to come to me. It needs to be our goal as mother figures to make places and spaces where our girls can learn about God in safe spaces that produce in them Proverbs 31.5 confidence, where we can easily say about them, My girl, she is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. Moms and mother figures, it's so important to make sure you're clothing your daughter the right way. Spring is all about new beginnings, and My Joy Radio app is no exception. Never miss another minute with 24-7 access to the Joy Radio live stream, where you can hear powerful messages from the ministries you love right on your smartphone. So whether you're spring cleaning or just enjoying the sound of rain, be uplifted with the My Joy Radio app. Hallelujah. Download My Joy Radio app today and enjoy the healing of spring. Joy Radio, wherever you are. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Sheila Ray Gregoire is the face behind BearMarriage.com, a sought-after speaker and an award-winning author of nine books, including The Great Sex Rescue, and She Deserves Better. With her humorous, no-nonsense approach, Sheila is passionate about changing the evangelical conversation about sex and marriage to line up with kingdom principles. 
Sheila and her husband live in Ontario, Canada. They have two adult daughters and two grandbabies. Sheila was the guest on episode 57, and I'm so glad to have her back on again alongside her daughter, Rebecca Lindenbach, who's a psychology graduate, the co-host of the Bear Marriage Podcast, and Sheila's daughter. She is the co-author of The Great Sex Rescue and her latest book, She Deserves Better, and the proud mom of two adorable toddlers, girls, Rebecca and Sheila. I am so glad to have you both on the Soul H2O Radio and Podcast Show. It's great to be here again, Sherry. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, well, Sheila, it's been a while since episode 57, Does God Care About My Sexuality? And and back then, we were talking about the study you did with over 20,000 Christian women, I think it was, um, mm-hmm. talking, yeah, and you dispelled some of the unhealthy and abusive teachings that have left women in unhealthy relationships for centuries, myself included, um, caused quite the stir by your book. And I think your latest book with your daughter again is about to do the same. And so um, she deserves better raising girls to resist toxic teachings on sex, self and speaking out. You got to grab a copy. I love, you know, I got a little pre-release. So I got to see what, uh, you know, the endorsements were for the book. And Amanda Benkusen was actually our episode 31 guest for the show We Rule. She is the author of The Gospel According to Eve and director of Safe Church Ministry for Christian Reform churches. And she said, for too long, we've allowed our daughters to bear the burden of bad theology about what it means to be female. Well, no longer. Sheila, Rebecca, and Joanna provide a practical, candid, and theologically astute guide for mothers and daughters that exposes harmful teachings circulating in churches today and helps women rediscover their truest selves as ones loved and cherished by God. So it sounds like you guys have gotten together again, this trio of amazing girls. And have you done more research and studies to to bring together this incredible book? You know, we did because Sherry, after the great sex rescue came out, we were overwhelmed by women saying, okay, this is awesome. I feel validated. I feel seen. I know that God meant for better for me. But now I have absolutely no idea what to tell my kids because I don't want to share the toxic stuff that I heard growing up. But I also don't want to tell my 14-year-olds, like, go, do whatever you want. So (laughs) so we decided we would do it again. We surveyed 7,000 women this time to find out how their experiences as teenagers and what they were taught in church affects them long term. Mm. And so was it the same kind of scenario where you just started uncovering these toxic beliefs? Yeah, we definitely did. In our survey, we asked people questions about what did they believe in high school? What were they taught in high school? But also what kinds of things did they experience in youth group? Were you exposed to sexual harassment in church? What kinds of teachings are correlated with girls having experienced sexual harassment in church? We're asking all these questions that often we can be a little bit afraid to talk about because it's a scary topic as moms. We don't want Mm -hmm. our kids to get hurt. But what we're trying to help the church understand is that if we can get the foundation correct and get back to a foundation of Christ and what it means to be a fruit, a spirit, uh, a fruit of the spirit filled Christian and focus on that instead of these fundamentalist rules that we've been trying to put on girls for so long, we can actually help protect our girls, set them up for success and also give them a faith that is strong and true that they won't need to deconstruct from later. 
Mm-hmm. I, I notice in some of the things talking about your book, it says you're focusing more on the do's than the don'ts. Yeah, because, you know, there there was this time from around 1995, maybe till around 2015, where something called purity culture was really big in youth group circles. Mm-hmm. And it largely defined a girl's faith by whether or not she had had sex. That was mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and if she had had sex, or even worse, if someone had abused her, then it was if she had she no longer had this precious treasure to give to her husband on her wedding night. And it was really distorted. And so what we're trying to do is let's say, let's go back to the heart of Christ and what he wants for our daughters. And let's take a good, honest look at some of the things we're teaching in youth group. Are they honestly from the Bible? Or is this just our culture, which we've let really hurt us? Mm. Well, this is such a great topic. We need to get into more. So unfortunately, we have to take a break, but we're going to come back. And I want to help these girls, you know, give you some great, solid, biblical and emotionally sound advice for moms who want to raise their girls well. I'm Sheila Ray Gregoire from episode 143, and my music pick song for the Soul H2O radio and podcast show is Perfectly Loved by Rachel Lampa, featuring Toby Mack. Who said that you weren't beautiful? Have you ever wondered what goes on behind the scenes at Joy Radio? Well, the wait is over. I'm Holly Taylor of Good Company. And I'm James Curtis of The Drive. Subscribe to our Joy newsletter, Living Joyfully. And on the second Tuesday of each month, you'll gain exclusive access to powerful testimonials from fellow listeners, inspiring news, opportunities to serve, and much more. Staying connected to Joy Radio has never been easier. Subscribe at joyradio.ca and become a joyful insider. Joy Radio. Wherever you are. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. We're back from the break with Sheila Regoguar, author and advocate for women in the evangelical church, along with her co-author daughter, Rebecca Lindenbach. Girls, I'm so glad we're here having this discussion. I know it's so needed. But I always get my guests to share a Bible study tool and tip, wondering if there's something you could share with the girls today. Sure. You know, over the last few years, I've really been struggling as we've been uncovering a lot of information and findings about how much women have been hurt by so many of the church Mm. teachings. It just sometimes makes reading the Bible hard. And what I have found really comforting is just going back to the Gospels. Mm -hmm. Like when when you're finding things triggering, when you're wondering what some verses mean, when you're just feeling really confused and you're not sure what you think, just look at Jesus. And sometimes I'll spend months just in the Gospels, but it is, it's very, uh, very comforting to see how Jesus acted. And that's who we're supposed to model ourselves about. I think that's great. I love the Chosen series because how they show his relationship with women and allowing women to travel around with him, you know, breaking those barriers back then where women were not allowed. When we can look to him, it does, you know, puts our focus in the right place. So that's really great advice. Um, Your favorite Bible verse or, uh, you know, something from scripture that you want to share to encourage others? 
Well, this is the one that we keep coming back to with our work. Uh, This is from Matthew 20, verses 25 to 28. And it says, Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave, just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Mm, such an important portion of scripture, not verse. But, you know, to for us to learn that we are not to lord anything over someone else. And if we're given authority, that we use it properly. And I know in your books, that's the issue you have is that people in authority have not always been teaching what's right, especially concerning us girls. Yeah. And when we look specifically at teenage girls um, in She Deserves Better, we found over and over again that girls were told, you need to be small. You need to not talk very much. You need to do what you can to boost the boys around you, to boost their egos. And we saw this in books that were written for teen girls over and over again. Girls weren't told, hey, you matter too. Girls were told you were supposed to be less than. And Jesus never said that. You know, Jesus said, it's not about power or authority. It's about serving. And that's something all of us are supposed to do, not just girls. Absolutely. Um, In the first segment, you talked about this purity culture that really caused damage to a lot of girls. And it ended up being a lot of negative focus on, on girls more than boys. It did guys too, definitely. I had a son growing up in that era. And it was so different than my experience growing up in church that I feel was much more balanced um, than that era that he grew up in, unfortunately. But It really did bring on a lot of shame and cause, you know, there to be fear surrounding sex and and our relationship with each other. And so I'm wondering what are, you know, what was that fallout with that purity culture for the girls? Mm -hmm. What we found, which was so interesting, is that purity culture, as we said earlier, was really about tying a girl's spiritual worth to her virginity. Okay, so it's all about your faith is pretty much shown through whether or not you have sex. That's pretty much what purity culture taught us. And what we found is that girls who were raised with a lot of these uh, evangelical teachings around sexuality, such as, you know, if you wait to have sex until you're married, you'll have the best sex ever. Or if you have sex before you're married, you will have ruined yourself. Or, you know, Mm -hmm. girls need to cover up to keep boys from uh, lusting after them. Or, you know, boys can't help but kind of go all the way. And so if you don't want to go all the way there, you might as well just not even start. All these kinds of teachings, girls who believed this kind of stuff were actually less likely to have good sex education. They were more likely to end up marrying abusers in a lot of cases. They were more likely to have low self-esteem, both in high school and today. And a really funny one is there's one particular teaching that girls talk too much that was really common in the church and in a lot of our resources for teen girls that actually makes it more likely that if a woman grew up believing that, she would marry a man who then did less housework than she does. Even if they both work outside the home, she will still do most of the housework. And any woman listening to this knows how infuriating that is to live day (laughs) in and day out, knows how much it makes you feel like you're just being used, right? None of us want to feel like maids in our marriages, do we? 
Mm-hmm. No yeah. one wants their daughter to end up being someone's maid in their marriage. But these mm-hmm. kinds of teachings, what they do, like my mom was saying, they taught girls, you are small, you matter less. Your voice should be listened to less often than the male voices around you. And your job is to just kind of pick up everyone else's slack instead of all of us being iron sharpening iron. We weren't told, girls, you are called to be you and to be you loudly and proudly and happily because God loves the you that he made. We were instead told, make sure you're not shinier than the boys. Mm -hmm. Such a dangerous teaching, absolutely unhealthy and not what God wants. He, you know, created us all in the image of God. I remember the book that was really popular at that time, I Kissed Dating Goodbye, and it was just so... Uh, so strict, so out in left field, I felt where, you know, where we maybe want to teach our kids healthy boundaries with, uh, with sex, it went all the way to the point of no kissing even. And it made me think about the Jewish people back in Jesus day who had, you know, they didn't just follow, you know, the, the 10 commandments, they had all these fence laws, over 600 of them that where they just kept making it that you couldn't do anything, it seemed. And that's where I feel like that purity culture got so off balance and and really you know making all these don'ts exactly and when we surveyed 7,000 women, we were able to figure out if those dating rules even worked. And what I can tell you is that there is no dating rule that will guarantee that your daughter will be okay. I think purity culture was looking for rules and they don't exist because what our girls mm-hmm. need is relationship. You know, the the outcome that is the best is if girls are allowed to date, but they choose not to. And that's something that parents can't control. You can't actually control it. So what we're trying to do, and she deserves better, is give parents a way to to just, first of all, reparent yourself. Because a lot of millennial parents especially grew up with these really toxic messages and they need to hear God's heart for themselves. So reparent yourself. And then we walk through at the end of each chapter on consent, boundaries, uh, modesty, your faith, whatever. We walk through exercises you can do with your teen girls or get ready to do if your daughters are younger so that they know how to resist the toxic teachings that are trying to keep them small. Now, you mentioned a really hot topic is the modesty messages. And and maybe you can kind of explain a bit of those and how they really hurt girls. And what is a, a better way to teach your girls about modesty or about how they dress, not necessarily modesty? Well, basically, anytime we combine the modesty message with the boys can't help but lust message, terrible things happen. <laughs> and the long-term outcome is a lower self-esteem, more sexual pain, and the worst of all, higher likelihood of marrying an abuser. So let's just talk to our kids about, hey, let's figure out what's appropriate. Let's figure out uh, how to dress for the occasion. Let's figure out how to respect ourselves and others. And it doesn't need to be about lust or stumbling blocks and that's a healthier message and we help you walk through that in the book too yeah i love how you bring out these topics that are definitely so important for moms i want to thank you both for taking the time to make this book to help moms really help their daughters thanks and it's great to talk to you again and we are really excited about how maybe this book finally can help change this conversation absolutely thanks for being on girls
It's my challenge for you today that you would provide safe spaces in your presence and at church for girls to be taught God's love, His Word, and His ways that result in them living with Proverbs 31 verse 5 confidence, where we can easily say about them, My girl, she is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. Moms and mother figures, it's so important to make sure you're clothing your daughter the right way because she deserves better. From all of us here at Joy Radio, we're so glad you're continuing to join us for the Month of the Mother series. I hope you enjoyed episode 143, Clothing Your Daughter the Right Way. Make sure to check out the show notes for scripture graphics, information about our guests, and links to anything mentioned on the show at soulh2o.com slash 143. Until next week, I'm praying you stay blessed and refreshed. We appreciate your support to help Soul H2O Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world.